Have you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. All right, I need to know what kinds of tools do you like to use in your business to help you save time, save money, increase sales, increase customer engagement? What tools do you use? There are so many out there. Today I am sharing with you my conversation with Jake Dempsey, the creator of Project Broadcast, which happens to be one of my very favorite productivity tools to use in my business. Project Broadcast is business messaging with a personal touch. Have you ever wished you could automate your text messages? Well, you can with Project Broadcast. Project Broadcast services over 50 different direct sales and network marketing companies, and it was designed by Jake and his co-founder to specifically help direct sellers and network marketers scale their businesses in ways they had never been able to do before. Project Broadcast has so many amazing features, but I think my favorite and their best one is their unparalleled customer service. From the moment you sign on as a user, you are supported from boot camp to get you started to questions answered quickly and professionally and thoroughly. You are well taken care of when you are a Project Broadcast user. And Jake and I chatted a little bit about this in the episode and just how he sees customer service as the most important thing. And I just loved hearing that. If you are ready to give Project Broadcast a try, you can find my link in the show notes. It will give you 500 bonus credits to get you started. And of course, you can find so many training resources at the different links in the show notes, including the bootcamp group, the Facebook support group, and the website. Thanks so much for tuning in this week, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, Jake. Thank you so much for being here today. You are in a very elite group. You are my very first male guest. That is not my husband. <laughs> so thank you sometime. for being here. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. Well, as we, as we know, you are the creator and developer of Project Broadcast, and I'm so excited to ask you so many things today. So first to get started, let's talk about you and your family. So tell us a little bit about you. Well, I've been married for 20 years. I have a a senior in high school and a sixth grader. Um, My daughter is young and she's about to start college, which scares us to death. She's 16 and she's a senior, really, really sharp kid. Son is super sporty. Interesting fact, my my son is actually a gold medalist in cup stacking at the Junior junior Olympics and and owns two state records for his group for how fast he is. is really impressive there's a sport out there for everyone i know and i uh i uh to show how nerdy i am i met my wife on the internet when i was 15 
Well, I think more and more that's the story for a lot of people. So, oh yeah, yeah, not not in the mid nineties though. Oh, okay, that's true. <laughs> Twenty years—that's a long time. So good for yeah. you guys. <laughs> yeah. I bet her family was like, "Are you sure?" <laughs> oh, hundred percent. They were like, "What on earth are you guys doing?" <laughs> oh my goodness, that's crazy. Now, where do you guys live? We're in the Dallas Fort Worth area of Texas. All right, great. Now, tell us about. I know you do have some experience in the direct sales network marketing. Mm-hmm. arena. So tell us about your experience in direct sales. I actually uh, kind of came into network marketing direct sales through my wife. Um, Christy joined a network marketing company, I think like nine years ago, nine or 10 years ago. And the running joke in the family is that she joined, let's just say 10 years. She joined 10 years ago and I joined eight years ago because I fundamentally did not understand the business model. Um, and I'm always transparent about this. I thought it was stupid. I didn't understand why people put in so much work for so little money in the beginning. And then eventually I was smart enough to read a couple books, learn about the profession. And, you know, I joke with people, I'm not, I'm polar. I'm not bipolar, but I'm polar. I'm either all in or I'm all out. And once I really understood the, you know, that the leverage is about building an organization and helping others help themselves, I bought in pretty hard. We, you know, built apps as a result of that, written books because of it, spoken because of it. So huge proponent for the industry now and um, just have a big heart for it. And it's safe to say it was life-changing for you guys, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Once I finally realized that my wife was smarter than me, uh, <laughs> I kind of came on board with the idea that, hey, this is a great profession that we could spend our energy on, grow an audience with, love on people. And now, you know, the majority of our friends come from this industry. So uh, it's really become a big part of our life, not just not from an income perspective, but just our, our social group, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's so true. And I think a lot of times husbands get on board when they see things happening, you know, like at the beginning, it is easy to be like, okay, you're wasting your time. But I know my husband, when we went on a trip to Mexico one year, he was like, Okay. Oh, this is, oh, this <laughs> he is got it before that. He he told like he was very supportive from the beginning, but then he was like, "All right, okay, this is awesome." <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was the typical, honestly, super hard headed husband, um, and I talked actually talked to people about this all the time. I think you know this is painting with a very broad brush, but I think a lot of men, myself included, are born with this BS meter that is always pegged out. And you have to do things for that meter to start going down until there's no excuse for you to have uh, the ability to call BS anymore. So, of course, initially, my BS meter is pegged on this concept of network marketing, direct sales. And over time, I'm watching my wife really mature into this like fierce businesswoman. She was a stay at home mom and she was a kindergartner teacher before that and wonderful woman, but not really a businesswoman. And then over the years, as she's, you know, growing her business and really just growing as a person and learning how to speak and, you know, her just skills were improving dramatically as she was growing her business. I was like, wow, this is, this is a real thing. And she's earning income, but she's also like really growing and she's finding fulfillment in it. And why on earth do I think that's bad? Like, and then I learned more about the financial kind of leverage side of it. I think I read a book called the, uh, the four-year career actually. And it, it really helped my brain understand the power of it. We, as direct sellers, we need all the support we can get. So we're thankful Mm -hmm. for people like you who support us in doing what, like you said, what brings us joy and fulfillment. And so that's awesome. 
Yeah, people always are surprised when I say that. No, 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 I hated it. I thought it was, I thought it was dumb. I didn't understand <laughs> it. And now I'm like the biggest proponent of it. And I'll, you know, I'll, I'll in my in my head punch someone in the throat for saying something bad about it. You know, like uh, it's a real profession, and there's a lot of great people that are out there doing great things for their family, even if it's small income or doing big income. And I've found that most people in the profession are like-minded in that they have great aspirations and they want to kind of, you know, make their own decisions on the success or trajectory of their business. And I mean, I've done that for two decades as a software entrepreneur. So it's not that indifferent from what I've done in the area of software for 20 years. Mm -hmm. Right. Because not, because they, I hear this argument a lot. Well, almost everybody that joins a network marketing company does not make money. But you could say the same thing about so many industries that any industry. Yeah, right. Like people yeah. who start at restaurant, restaurant yes. business is hard. Like, and you have to spend so much money to get into it. Even I'm sure I don't know anything about the software arena, but I'm sure it's the same there where you're spending a lot of money and it's a lot not of always money. successful. So yep. But we just see the big names, you know, that are successful. Yes. Like, oh, it's easy to be in there. Yeah, of course. Everyone's a Facebook. I mean, right. you know, that's not true. <laughs> most software, most startups in general fail and most startups fail having spent a lot of money in time, a, like a lot of money in time. Yes. And that's what I do like about the direct sales industry is that it's typically almost always uh, an extremely low cost that if, if it doesn't work out, if chance happens, you know, if it happens, it doesn't work out, you're not out a ton of money. So yeah, the barrier to entry is fairly low compared to other businesses that you can start. And also, you know, I think what most people miss is that the payback period for the initial capital investment is also very small, mm. right? Mm -hmm. If you, like in my world, let's say I wanted to go build, um, uh, well, like these project broadcasts. When we decided to build project broadcasts, we spent a year with two developers full time building the initial version of the product that we launched. And for the kind of folks that are, are, are building project broadcast, they're very high-end developers. They're very expensive developers. You're talking giant sums of money. Hmm. Now you got to go grow a customer base to pay back that giant sum of money that you just spent. Whereas, you know, if you join a network marketing direct sales company and it costs you a couple hundred bucks, you literally can get that back in a couple of weeks. Yes. Yes. You know? It's so true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's such a different dynamic. It is. So speaking of project broadcast, that's why we are here today. I'm so excited to chat more about it. So, you know, you mentioned developing project broadcast and what it took to get it started, but did you always know that you wanted to start something like that? Or was it because of watching your wife in the industry that you were like, Hmm, I can connect these two dots here and make something for specifically for direct sellers and network marketers. What was your aha moment in creating and thinking of the concept of project broadcast? I mean, it's a great question. We, so we, we're, we've always been big as a company looking for just areas that need technology. Our first product that we built was actually a competitive scoring system for dance events. Huh. That's so interesting. A, an interesting fact about Brian, uh, Brian's our CTO and my co-founder. I've worked with him for over 20 years. He used to be a competitive dancer and I would attend events. This was really decades ago. I would attend events that where they were competing at dancing and the way they scored the events was atrocious. It was like on clipboards and they would go spend hours in a back room trying to figure out who won using this weird scoring algorithm. And we we're like, man, that is horribly inefficient. We could, we could build something for that. So we built something for it. And Project Broadcast is a pretty similar story. Brian's wife, who is in direct sales, my wife, who's in network marketing, 
were looking for texting platforms back in 2016. And they found um, texting platforms. We didn't invent a texting platform, but they were really expensive. And just being like transparent, we thought they were junk. They, they weren't really catered to the market that, that they, you know, our wives needed um, the technology for. So Brian and I looked at it and we were like, we could totally build something way better than what's in the market. And the, the biggest thing that we knew that they didn't know is we understand the power of duplication and cost is a massive factor in duplication. If you found a tool that's like amazing and it works amazing, but say it costs a hundred bucks a month, you're not going to be able to duplicate that into your organization. Mm -hmm. So we had to figure out how do we build a platform that is the most robust platform in the market and make it affordable so that someone who is just starting their journey in direct sales and network marketing can still use text marketing as a part of their toolkit. Hence, we then put heads down for a year to go build it. So after that moment, okay, we can create mm -hmm. this. And you, I know you mentioned that it took you about a year to kind of develop things. And again, I'm don't know anything about the software arena, but what was, how did you go about creating this platform? Like, did you have to raise money? Did you have to, like, how did you find those developers that helped you create it? Well, what was the process in a nutshell, I guess? Yeah, no, it's great. Brian and I are unique in that most software companies have to have product people. They have to have developers. They have to have marketing people. They have to have sales people. Um, we both worked together for so long and we kind of fall on this continuum of development where Brian is, Brian's very gifted at just heads down writing software mm -hmm. and he's gifted with customers and I'm gifted with writing software, but I'm very gifted with cu customers. So we kind of overlap in the middle and we can actually come up with an idea and the two of us heads down, build it, work with people to understand what features it needs to have, figure out the market, figure out the pricing. And that's fairly unique. It, it would typically take a much larger team. Um, so for project broadcast, you know, it, it took myself, myself and Brian heads down for the year doing everything that needed to be done to launch it, which, you know, is about building it, doing the market research, find out who's going to, you know, who's going to um, join, how we're going to get them to join, what's it going to cost. But that's not typical at all. <laughs> not typical at all. You guys were on a super speedy path. It sounds like. Yeah. I, I had friends who were in startups who were more like on the business side and they're, they're always kind of picking at us that they, we don't understand like the specialness of being able to come up with an idea, execute the idea, put the idea in the market and not need a team of five or 10 people to do that. Yeah. That sounds like you guys have a great working relationship, which is, which is so good. Okay. So for those listening in the future, so not in October of 2021, something happened this week that was oh, yeah. so unprecedented. I hate that word, but so unprecedented <laughs> that we like, whoa, what is going on? And it's crazy because we already had this interview scheduled. So like I, I felt this is probably the closest I'll ever be to like a journalist, like on a breaking news. I don't know, <laughs> a breaking news, breaking story. Yeah. It's a breaking story is that we had the longest social media blackout, maybe not black. I'm not outage outage. Certainly. Yeah. In our lives <laughs> this past week. And it was crazy. And it's, I was thinking about it today. I joined Facebook when it was new uh, so I joined in 2005 and it was still when it was only college kids could join and boggles my mind that the world has not been without Facebook for longer than six hours since its inception, which is, in, which is so crazy to me, but it happened this week and you are a 
you are a tech company, but not a social media platform. So this was like a fantastic day for you, I'm sure. So tell us a little bit about what happened for you guys on Monday. For those that don't know, uh, Facebook and all of Facebook's properties, Instagram, WhatsApp, and Facebook all went down. They just suddenly went down. Long story short, it was a, you know, a technology issue um, at the DNS level. Actually, something higher than the DNS level is what's been claimed. But yeah, it was down like all day. Uh, and for small businesses, that's pretty impactful. Now, what's been great for us, though, is people who are already Project Broadcast users immediately had the ability to still communicate with their customers, communicate with their team, because they couldn't do it on Facebook, couldn't do it on Instagram, couldn't do it on WhatsApp. Uh, and then other social platforms like Signal and Telegram were even crashing because everyone was trying to go to those platforms to communicate on those platforms. So it was kind of this perfect storm for us in the sense that we've always been proponents of this idea that you should own your audience. And if your audience is locked away on an island somewhere, island being like a Facebook or an Instagram, and you can't get to it, then you can't, you can't do your business. Um, so we ended up having a phenomenal sign-up day. I, I, again, I think it was our, I think it was our highest sign-up day um, since we launched in 2017, which was pretty cool. And it showed that people were like, "Okay, I've been thinking about Project Podcast. I really need to get on it now because I need to talk to people." Yes, yes. And I think the owning your audience concept. I think that's kind of like folklore. People are like, oh, Facebook will never go away. It'll always be around. But we learned that even when it's not around for several hours during one day, it is, it can still have an impact on our business. If we only have our customers or we only communicate through one, one way. I think it's undervalued. I think even if you have an audience on multiple platforms, like I have this Again, I've been in social media since since its inception and actually written a lot of platforms for social media, but I think social media is going to continue to fragment. Like I remember when it was only MySpace or mm -hmm. in Facebook came along and then you've got, you know, Snapchat came along, WhatsApp and Instagram and Telegram and Signal and TikTok. I think it's going to continue to fragment. And if it continues to fragment, you have to ask yourself, well, how do I curate my audience and mobilize my audience? If you've got an audience on 10 different platforms, how would you mobilize your entire audience easily? And I think texting and honestly, even email uh, is a way for people to kind of extract their audience from different platforms so that they've got their audience in a platform like Project Broadcast to be able to mobilize them whenever they need to. And they don't have to worry about well, what if Facebook goes down or what if Facebook or Instagram changes some policy to where you don't have the ability to message the people that follow you. Mm -hmm. And you don't have the ability to determine what even today, right? You don't have the ability to determine what they see, mm -hmm. right? When you post something on Insta, all of your followers don't see it, right? Same thing on Facebook, Facebook and Insta decide what they want to serve to their customer um, or not even their customer really, you know, the advertisers are their customers. Mm -hmm. We're their product. The prisoners. So we, <laughs> we're their prisoners. Yeah, <laughs> they, they get to decide what they show to us for their customers. You know, the people paying them for advertising. So, I think direct direct messaging, like texting and even email, I think is gonna. I think it's gonna continue to be more important as social begins to fragment more. Mm -hmm. It was a good object lesson, I think. I think it was too. Mm -hmm. I've gotten a ton of. I really have gotten a ton of personal messages. Where people are like, "Oh my god." I'm so thankful I had project broadcasts yesterday because some people had, you know, parties planned and events and classes scheduled and they couldn't communicate with the people attending those business events to 
to literally do their business. Yes, it was very important to be able to access our our contact lists and other ways besides through social media. So that was a good mm-hmm. lesson for all of us. And I know that I've seen it the last couple of days. People are like, this will happen again. We don't know when, I'm, but it's, we don't know it's when. bound to happen yeah. again. If it's happened already, Absolutely. it's going to happen again. So be prepared and get something, an email list, a project broadcast account set up, something that will help you communicate with your customers outside of social media, AKA Facebook, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. So what are some of your most favorite features of project broadcast? I'd love to hear. Some of them are actually really small features. One of my favorite features in the entire platform is there's a little feature called reply delay on a keyword. And I really feel like to be good at project broadcast, you have to be able to present and have uh, the person who's receiving the text have the perception that you sent the text only to them. So even when I have people create keywords, um, unless it's something that should require an immediate response, a lot of times it doesn't. So if it doesn't require an immediate response, I always make sure to put a reply delay because you can't type a message instantly. So let's say you have a keyword set up for like biz card, send someone all of your credentials, you know, all your, you know, here's how you contact me on Facebook and Insta, my phone number and my email, whatever and a picture of yourself, that should have like a little two minute delay on it because you want them to feel like you literally just typed the message and sent it to them. It's it's probably one of the smallest features in the whole platform. And it's actually one of my favorite features. I like that a lot. I actually have used that before. So I do like that feature because like you said, because when you get a, you know, I get a lot of automated messages from like doctor's offices or whatever, and you get an instant reply, like, thank you for confirming your appointment. Well, the person didn't send that to me. And I know that, but you're right. It is it makes it more human-like. The interaction is more human when you, when, and it is a human, you're setting it up, but it is. Yes. It's to me, it's the, it's one of the things that just helps that, that perceived personal uh, approach to messaging come through. Yes. I love it. Now, are there any fun features that will be rolling out in the future? I mean, maybe even like way in the future, like, oh, someday we hope to whatever. Oh yeah. Well, we just rolled out landing pages, which I'm a huge fan of. It's, it's, it's a more advanced feature, but it allows you to go build, you know, these little micro sites, effectively landing pages that we serve for you. I think it's a great feature. And I think once the project broadcast community uses it more, I think it's going to become a really popular feature, but some things we have on the horizon, like on the, on the very near term, we're rolling out a feature called attachments. We get requests all the time from people who say, how do I send a PDF in a text message? Well, the texting protocol doesn't actually support that as a concept. So we're building a feature um, called attachments where you can upload attachments and then you can insert that attachment no different than you do a configurable form or trackable link. And we'll send a link, you know, along to the contact for you. And it'll be to that attachment that you uploaded. That way you don't have to do this multi-step upload to Google Drive or Dropbox and then send a link, right? Mm-hmm. So that's coming, I mean, very soon, maybe in the next week or two. Um, and then on the longer term horizon, we have some ideas on email. We, we, we do think texting is a better channel, but some people still email. So we're trying to figure out how do we incorporate email into Project Broadcast um, in terms of letting you send emails as campaigns or, you know, or, or as scheduled broadcast messages. We've got voice memos on our to-do list. We are hoping to do a redesign at some point in the future to really kind of reorganize 
and add more CRM-like functionality into Project Broadcast for managing prospects. So a lot of, a lot of big things in the pipeline that we're excited about. And our, our to-do list is ever-growing and always long. <laughs> yeah, that sounds very ambitious. And I, I do appreciate your platform. I feel like it's very easy to use and I've said it mm -hmm. multiple times already, but I'm not super techie, but it's very easy to figure out. And the great thing about you guys is that if I can't figure out how to do something, your customer service is crazy. I know you mentioned already that you and Brian both are excellent at customer service. And yes, you guys are, you guys have fantastic customer service and it's, it, it honestly blows my mind. So tell us about why you think your customer service is of utmost importance to both of you and how you, like, how do you guys show up so much for the project broadcast community? Would you tell us about, about that process, about how you guys decided to be there for everybody all the time? <laughs> it seems Here's the like thing. I, I actually think the simple answer to this is it is the only thing that matters. Mm. It really is like, and this isn't even a project broadcast thing, right? This is just a business thing. If the customer isn't supported, I don't care what you're selling them. If the customer isn't supported, guess what? They're never going to buy again. Mm -hmm. And you're constantly going to have to be looking for new customers because you're not supporting the ones that you have. Mm -hmm. And I, like when we hired, we hired uh, uh, Chuck, uh, Chuck's one of our full-time support guys. And we have a part-time support person currently in St. Austin. And we're actually adding more people to that team literally right now. I've got tons of interviews scheduled over the next couple of weeks to grow our support and customer success team. And I tell that everyone that I bring in that's on the support team, because sometimes people come into support and they think they're the least important person in the company. And I tell them out of the gate, listen, all the developers, Brian, myself, none of us matter. You are the most important person in this company. If a customer messages us and needs help or has an issue, that is the highest, highest important thing, most important thing, period. There's no, no, no one in the company has any, uh, you know, misconception that supporting our customer and serving them is the most important thing we do. And it, what's great, right, is it, 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 it kind of, it's, it, it mimics the industry we're serving. Like we do have churches and schools and restaurants and, you know, those kind of companies that use project broadcast, large nonprofits, but by and large, we support small entrepreneurs in network marketing, direct sales. Your whole job is to support your customer. Mm -hmm. Yes, they purchase products, but you know what? If they don't know how to use the products, they don't know how to order, they don't know how to build their business. If they're a business builder, none of none of the other things matter. And we we just are big believers in that. I think that's amazing. I love that. And it's true because you're having people from all kinds of skill sets <laughs> joining Project Broadcast mm -hmm. because it's so affordable. They're like, oh, I can, I can give this a try. And yeah. it can seem a little overwhelming at first, but you guys have, you know set everybody up with a really great boot camp. There's a boot camp mm -hmm. and excellent customer service that just, you know, whatever question anybody has, I, I feel like I've asked questions before. Where I'm like, this is, this is so confusing. Like I'm probably wording this wrong. And then the answer comes through like, oh, okay. They knew what I was talking about. All right. That's great. And so well, we've, we've kind of, we've kind of trained our customers that we do offer such good support. Like I, and I still answer a lot of support questions. Mm -hmm. People are always amazed that they'll send in a, email to support and they get an email back from me. And I actually had one lady one time send me a Facebook message after and say, I think it's so cool that you have your support team using your signature <laughs> on their responses. And I was like, no, no, that was yeah, me. Right. I emailed, I actually, it was me responded. 
So I, it's important. I think even as we grow to um, a much larger, you know, as we serve many more people in our space and we and the team grows uh, over the next year or two, I'm still going to be there in the trenches answering questions and on Facebook engaging with our customers. It helps us know what what you guys need and how we support you better. Mm-hmm. That's so excellent. I love that. And I, I love that you guys really focus on that because a lot of things will fall into place. Like you said, then you can know you're, you have a really a baseline knowledge of what everybody is looking for, what everybody is needs help with is confused about. <laughs> and some of it is self-serving, right? Because, uh, we know that if we give stellar support in the instance where something does go wrong, because sometimes things go wrong, look at, look at Facebook that we'll get more grace. Mm-hmm. That is so awesome. I love that. And I feel like that is a big reason why people join because they they see that amazing customer service and they stay because they see that amazing customer service. So, Absolutely. So I appreciate that. And I know that all of your users appreciate that too. So you know, this might be the same answer, but what are you most proud of when you think about all that you've done with Project Broadcast? It's actually, I, I get messages daily from people who sign up for Project Broadcast or, or have had it for a long time. And they just tell me kind of the stories of what it's doing for their business. You know, I'm not actively building a network marketing direct sales business. My wife is, um, I'm, but I'm actively growing a business project broadcast. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where like you, you get really excited to celebrate with other people when they have wins in, in their world. Right. And I get messages literally every day from people who have used it for a long time who'll say, Hey, I sent out this just, I'm thinking of you message today. And I got so many people respond and say, man, I really needed that. Or it sparked conversation that they hadn't had with people in a long time where someone will sign up and they'll do, you know, a business type of thing, like a sale or a promo, and they get great response from it. That's really fulfilling for me. It's very fulfilling. Mm-hmm. That's probably the thing I'm most proud about is we're helping a, a very large number of small entrepreneurs grow the business that they want to grow. Mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. That is, that is amazing. And it, it really is impactful to hear those kinds of stories. And I, I know even for the podcast, a lot of people message me and be like, oh, wow, that one episode, I, I listened to it on my way to work or whatever. And it was, it was really encouraging. And it's just like, it like really touches my heart. Super, you know? <laughs> right. It does. It really does. I mean, I, I've seen messages that come through and you're like, you get, a, you know, you get a little choked up mm-hmm. because if you like, we're just people, right. We're just people. And when, when someone sends me a message that PB helped them in some way with their business, which I know there's a family on the other side of that email, there's a family with potentially children that has bills that PB helped them grow the business that they're trying to grow to support their family, man, that's like, it doesn't get better than that. Mm -hmm. It really doesn't. That's right. Oh, I love that so much. So what would you say to somebody who is listening to this, they're like, that sounds great, but I have no tech knowledge. I'm not good at that kind of stuff. I don't want to learn another platform. What's in it. What's advice that you have for them to try it out. I would probably say, uh, and look at your phone. Like if you just open your phone and you look at all the apps that you have, Facebook, Insta messenger, TikTok, texting, voicemail, email, all of them have a badge. And the badge represents the number of unread messages, mm-hmm. right? Most people, if they were to do that and they look at their phone, texting will have the lowest number of badge across all of those platforms. So forget project broadcast for a second. That tells you like, as just a human in today's world, you read your text messages. Mm-hmm. So if you read your text messages, guess what? Your customers and your team read their text messages. 
And Project Broadcast is just there to help you scale to be able to communicate over a channel that everyone's already using. So start small. You know, you go to training.projectbroadcast.com and do the quick start training. It takes about 30 minutes to do the training. And it will have you creating contacts, scheduling broadcasts, and using the chat feature within an hour of you signing up for the platform. And that's how I would start. And then slowly mature into the other features. There's a ton of features that some people that have used it for years have never even used because they don't need those yet. Yes, that's like me and the, is it, the, is it called voicemail drop or something like that? See, exactly. Yeah, voicemail I've never drop. used it, but yeah. it's cool. Like it's really cool. I probably you may not could use it. it, but yeah, right. Like it's just not something yeah. I've ventured into. And so there are so many features that are there that, but somebody might only use that, you know, or maybe not, but right. somebody might see a lot of value in that and they might use it. And, and you're right. You can start by adding just a few contacts into your project broadcast account and start with that and build on that. It's very easy to build it. Very easy to add contacts. Very easy to use. I appreciate that so much. <laughs> Well, my, my analogy is kind of like Excel, right? Mm -hmm. You can get a lot of value out of Excel and not know how to build pivot tables and macros, right? Excel is a very robust tool. Project Broadcast is a very robust tool. It has a ton of features. And guess what? It's going to keep getting more features because that's just what we do. We add value. So if, if you think you need to know all of the features to get the value out of Project Broadcast, don't think about it that way. Think about what can you use today to get the value? And then what can you learn tomorrow to grow that skill set? Mm. Very good advice. I love that. So if somebody wants to get started, they're like, okay, all right, you talked me into it. <laughs> Where can they go to find more about Project Broadcast? They'll go to www.projectbroadcast.com and you can sign up right from the website. And then training is at training.projectbroadcast.com. You do have to create a different account on the training website, but it's free. It doesn't cost anything. And I want to say there's 16 or 17 different training modules on that site. There's training videos directly in the app. And then, as you mentioned, there's a Facebook group called Training, excuse me, Project Broadcast Bootcamp, which is very slow, hand, a lot of hand-holding, and that's okay because some people need that. I think there's 16 or 17 videos in that Facebook group, and each of those videos are like, I don't know, 30 minutes long. Like, they're very slow. They go for every button and what each button does. So I typically say start at the training.projectbroadcast web school because uh, that's much shorter training. And if you need additional support, do the training videos in the app because those are typically three to five minutes each. And if you need additional training and you're, you still need more support, do the boot camp. That's awesome. I love that. There's so many different paths that somebody could take. They could start and they could, you know, figure it out. It's so figure outable. And I like that a lot. So on behalf of me and direct sellers and network marketers everywhere. Thank you so much for the work that you've done with project broadcast. It's really, it's a valuable tool and it is, it's, I'm excited to see these features roll out in the next, who knows how long and even down the road. I mean, just like somebody in a direct sales business, you don't start off on day one with like every feature and you have millions of subscribers on the first day you grow. And that's exactly what it's like in a direct sales business. You've seen that with your wife. And it's, it's something that over time you look back on day one, you're like, wow, I've come a long way. So project broadcast is just the same. And I like that. I like that analogy, that parallel. <laughs> we need to do the, you know, the, the, uh, there was a, a, a social like uh, uh, trend recently. And it was like, what I look like then what I look like now. Okay, so when Project Broadcast first launched in 2017, we didn't even have a web version. Mm. Or wait, we had a web version, 
but it was ugly and you could only do like you could do really basic things like update your payment and buy extra credits i think you could do like four things and the website was atrocious so i should i should just do a post for people i'm like here's what we looked like in 2017 here's what we look like now and we're still changing we're going to continue to grow and evolve and learn no different than your network marketing direct sales business same thing right that's right Love it. Oh, I love it so much. All right. So thank you again so much, Jake, for sharing with us just how Project Broadcast came to be. I love that you saw a need and sought to fix it and, and at least help with it. And so I love what you guys are doing. And especially in the customer service space, I just love that you guys are just so in tune with your customers that you actually care about how people are using Project Broadcast and you care about their success and Thank you so much for, for all that you guys do with Project Broadcast. Awesome. Thank you, too. I appreciate it. I'd love to keep the conversation going, and I'd love to get to know you better. Join our free community group, the Directly Different Collaborative, over on Facebook. There, you will find like-minded friends from the direct sales industry, and you'll be able to ask questions and get feedback on the things you need help with. You'll find a link to the group in the show notes. One more thing, if you know of a person in the direct sales industry that you look up to and admire, and you've always wanted to just ask them all the questions, I would love to chat with them. Shoot me an email with their name at directlydifferent at gmail.com, and they could be a future guest on the podcast. Thanks, guys.